Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Breakfast with Gary and Tim. This is the moment. Great to have your company this morning. It's uh, Tuesday, the 14th day of March, and we're only two sleeps away from the season opener at the MCG. 90,000 plus anticipated for uh, Richmond and Carlton. The following night, it'll be Collingwood and Geelong, and then a whole host of games over the weekend. We've already spoken about the evenness of this opening round. Trying to pick your surefire winner is an absolute nightmare. There's been a lot spoken in the lead-up to this round of footy. And if it hasn't been spoken about, we're about to talk about it for the next hour or two. Nathan Buckley's wandered into the studio as he, well, he does regularly on a Tuesday, but given that he was off yesterday, Monday, he joins us today. G'day, Bucks. G'day, guys. How are you, Tim? You for Good morning, Bucks. What so? Five hours. Oh, you I two. Know, it's been a while. Yeah. You two should be joined at the brain now after spending all that time together on the couch last night. Does that mean we should think alike? Well, maybe. It's a bit like the Stockholm Syndrome. You've heard of that, haven't you? I have, yeah. and I've I was held hostage here on Monday mornings last year That's by right. um, by Gaz, and I've got I've got developed a fondness for him. <laughs> it's not hard. It's not hard. Not much sincerity in that. No, That's, there's a lot of sincerity. In that. that wasn't the cricket commentators. It was in studio Fox commentators mm. just crossing to see what was happening in the game. Really? Is, it, is that right? No. That's why it wasn't exciting. I'm getting a blank look from our boys out there. Um, anyway, we'll find out. There's a I, few people saying that they were they switched the ball during a break in the Aussie game. So I think I'm going to start with a question that uh, well, neither of you asked or answered okay. last night. Before you do, I want, we, we this is totally interactive. So this is your chance to bring up some stuff that maybe you haven't heard talk about, or if you have, you can ask it again. But um, this is what we're doing now. We are two days out from the game. Tim and I haven't been real footy heavy in the lead up to the first round, but this week we certainly will. We turn our mind to it. So there was all the footy shows were back last night, 360 couch, classified, they were all on. So I've got lots to talk about. I've got an example of something that the listeners might be considering. So we've spoken about the four tall forwards set up of Bulldogs <laughs> ad infinitum the last six weeks, I reckon. Yep. What if they just put one of those blokes on the bench? Yeah. That's what they're going to do. Yeah. So then we've been talking about four, four tall forwards, four tall forwards. Mm. Prob- they, they can go to the, the fact if, if you pick four in your 22, mm-hmm. you can go four tall forwards or you can go three or you yep. can go two. We'll you go none to trick them. Yep. Why don't you trick Melbourne well, go none? It, it, gives you, it gives you a different look at different mm. times and you can manipulate your forward line and challenge the opposition. So I think that's probably more likely what we're going to see. Yeah, I think um, – those that have been watching them play say that uh, most of the time there's only three of the tools on the ground in the forward line at any one time. Yeah. Of uh, is it is it just is it an obvious thing to say that those teams that have the greatest depth are going to be more advantaged now by the new interchange rule? In a game, it should even it up. The idea of having the um, the substitute to go to it should even it up because of the stats of what happens when it goes to. Um, the difference in, say, it's two rotators instead of four. So in the end, the the um, the depth will be tested yep. on a day, but I don't think the substitute rule itself 
um, is going to advantage people or teams with deeper lists as much as people think it might. Not yeah. across the season in a mm. game, it, it could it could in fact in, impact on that because your twenty third might still be a a gun player, a younger list like a North Melbourne. They might be a young player who's actually coming through. But I think that's where the benefit is. Yeah, actually having a younger player there, introducing him to the game um, and to the level and getting him used to the level, especially if you don't have the fitness to run out four quarters, it's actually a really good idea to have your younger players come through that position. I want to ask you a question. There have been four new coaches come into the game, okay? So how long is it before we see a distinct new style of the way these coaches want their team to play? Do you think it should be – is it enough time already has elapsed over the summer months for them to implement – the new style of play? I think there's an irony with this. I think that the most evident style will come from North Melbourne. Uh, and I think GWS, so to, as opposed to an Essendon or a St. Kilda. Okay, so you say North Melbourne because why? Because I think they're younger and you can teach a young More malleable. Dog. It's harder, yeah. You, you <laughs> oh, don't have special to... Special comments. You don't have to unlearn... <laughs> The, the things that the more right. that, that are more mature list, and I'm not saying Essendon and St Kilda aren't over the top mature, but they they'll have to unlearn some of the stuff that they've been taught to be taught it by either Ross Lyon or Brad Scott. I think the North Melbourne group will be younger and more malleable. Yep, a great word, pliable. Um, and Better I think word. and I think um, uh, I think the GWS. <laughs> <laughs> I think the GWS team will be stimulated by a totally different game plan that Adam Kingsley will bring. And we, we, but expect, then we expect it to be like... Those guys have been playing a different way for a long time, though, too, most of those they giants. Have, there's a bit, of, unlearn, so what, there's so a bit you, of unlearning to do there. But I just think that I think that North Melbourne and GWS's style will be more evident. And they're probably less hobbled with injuries as well. Okay. So as a fan, you've got, say, uh, fans listening to this that barrack for, say, North Melbourne or St Kilda or Essen or one of those teams... If it's not evident, how how much time do you think you should give a coach? I mean, when is it when is it too impatient, too early to go? Oh, we've got a new coach, but nothing looks like it's changed at all. I'm going to ask you your answer your question with a question, right. Tim. Does Adam Kingsley get more or less time than Alastair Clarkson? Um, yeah, I think that well, there's an expectation that Clarkson will come and because he's been a great coach and a premiership coach, then he'll be able to have an immediate influence on that group of players. But then I think you've got to temper that with the talent that he's also got at his disposal to be able to play a certain way. I think what you'll see, I'm thinking about Clarko, right? I don't really know Adam Kingsley's coaching. I'm looking forward to seeing it unfold and um, I think they can have impacts. If you're a North Melbourne fan, first halves of games, I expect them to be really competitive, Mm -hmm. right? That's the way I see it because – the, he his teachings and the way he coaches are very specific and demanding. And I saw a little bit of the practice match, at, you know, from the TV, yep. albeit the and Richmond it, one or the the, the one or, at, the uh, dogs one. Yeah, it was the dogs. Against the dogs. Yeah, it looked like structurally, I could see what he was trying to do in terms of defending, pushing, you know, mm. pressing up and the cluster, little bits of the, the cluster, run and, run and gun. Stuff. Well, less less about that, more mm. about the, the, right, the defensive, defensive stuff, stuff, right? So I'm watching that and yeah. I'm going, okay, this, this looks pretty good. You know, they're in position and. Yeah, you know, they were hanging in, and it was, and then to be fair, I had to go and call my game. But I did then look at the way the game unfolded, and as the longer the game went, the more it blew out mm. in the end. The, and that happens because you're not. This They're the, younger. That's right. Less so experienced. You go back to Hawthorne when he tried to implement this yeah. at Hawthorne. It was 
oh, yeah, yeah, it's exciting, they do it. And then after a while, they go, oh, no, I'm going to revert back. He so, had a five-win season in his first year. We've got to right. remember that. That's right. So then he, he has to go, no, mm. I don't really care about the win-loss because I'm believing in this. Yeah. So trust in me. And in the end, Hawthorne say, okay, I'm going to stick with it. I'll stick with it halfway through the second quarter when I, last time I went to self-preservation mode and thought, no, I'm going to look after my man as opposed to looking after the space. And that's when the whole thing opens up. That's what I think you're going to find with North Melbourne. I expect them to be competitive early in games while they're putting it in place, but they, they'll struggle as the games wear on. Okay, what about GWS then under uh, Kingsley? I mean, he's already stated, he was on this program talking about how much he believed and liked the way Richmond played. He's come out of that system. Is that, in your mind, Bucks, is that a difficult system to be teaching players? I think we've seen a couple of clubs in the last... With the go-forward mentality, I'm not saying Geelong have done that, but they did say that they were looking at beating – Chris Scott last night said he was looking at beating the Richmond side, who was the predominant team, and with the game plan that was testing everyone. And they thought they just got that sorted, and then they faced Melbourne. Mm. Um, But what what Geelong were able to do, go forward more, trust their forwards more, and that was a a big improvement. Collingwood – under Craig McRae, brought a more go-forward attitude um, mm. to trust their forwards more, added to the other aspects of the game and had a a, a big uh, step jump forward. So I don't think we should expect anything different from GWS, whether it can be from you know, into a top four or into a, into a finals. I'm not sure whether they're capable of that. Potentially they are, but I think that we will see a significant change in the way GWS go about it. I think we'll see a significant uplift in the way that their players believe in it because we've seen this program pulled into a new group of, of um, players and had and have effect in recent years. So why wouldn't we see it again? Are you expecting that uh, at Richmond, are you expecting that Taranto and Hopper are going to be significant players for Richmond in their midfield this season? I think they'll play very Or have we overrated them? No, I think... I think that's a fair question. We haven't we haven't just seen enough. I mean, I think individually, they we see them as high quality players. Mm. I think Hopper really came on in the last eighteen months. Taranto probably has had injuries and struggled through the last couple of years. Even though we know his his upper end is excellent, mm. so individually, both of those players um, are, are top end talent. How do they go pulling that team together? And you can only back, you know, Damien Hardwick and the coaches at Richmond because they've done it time and time again with different squads um, over the last five or six years. And, and they've been able to, you know, top the mountain um, when others haven't. So I, I, you'd assume that they're going to make the most out of what they've got. I don't know whether that's going to be a, a, a great team, but we'll find that out. But they've got great attributes and those two are going to be part of it. Who do they replace? This is an interesting part mm. for me, right? So Lambert, Kane Lambert mm. in their best is one of those players. Yep. Who and a ca- runner. Lambert's capacity to play his role. A role. I think is, great is greater than what Hopper and Taranto have been asked to do. Now, whether they can adapt to a role, if in fact they are asked to do that, mm. remains to be seen. We're, they're replacing an absolute bona fide, massive part of the premiership in Kane Lambert. With one of these two, let's mm. see whether they're uh, jury's out for me. Mm. I know they can go and find footy. Yeah, I know that Trano can find his own ball. I know he can go forward and kick goals and mm. that sort of stuff. But the role that Lambert played, if in fact that's where they're trying to replace, that's interesting. Lambert was a high forward that was basically helping Martin just become a forward. That's right. Yep. Did he push up high into the midfield and work his way back? So is is that he role going to be replaced? He was a transition runner, a little more. He was a 
great player, but he's more outside and more covered for for Dusty Martin than anyone they want to spit forward. Like I, th- I see Taranto and Hopper as legitimate inside hunt the ball players. Yeah, they do- need to find. They still need to find a replacement for Lambert outside of that. That's right. Opinion. Whether that be one be- of those two or not, or they look to someone else. Correct. Yeah, and but- I think it'll be a role. Like Lambert came in as a role player and then became far more than that yeah. for them. Cri- absolutely a- critical part like of what get- they did. Play high forward, go and get twenty five, and kick three, yep. two or three goals a week. You're mm. Pretty hard pressed finding players that can do that yeah. for you. Yeah, so I had some concerns about uh, the Tigers. For Richmond to still be successful, need to be playing at a grade level. And all right, eighteen months he could get through. Bitch and Rewell. Lynch won the best in Ferris. Pressed, yeah. They've got eight players, thirty plus. Now you could say, mm. well, Geelong had not plus last year, yeah. but who's the next wave of the A grade of the younger A grade coming through? Who is the next wave? Yeah, so, Sho, Sho Bolton's an, an out and out gun. Two and, ways of looking at that, isn't yeah. He? And 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 he alluded to it himself. Is that North, a lot of this uh, narrative was around Geelong at this time last year about their older blokes and are they too old and that? So I think it's a I think Richmond are a fascinating watch. There were times last year, and I know Dylan Grimes had you know, quite a few injuries last year, but. The defence that has stood up so well that we've come to just lord mm-hmm. is not the same defence that they've got now. So Noah Bolter's still learning the craft. He ain't Alex Rance. He is no. he is Noah Bolter, the prodigiously talented athlete that's still learning his way. I've seen, I saw him got opened up. I see him get opened up a few times. Even Dylan Grimes got it. You know, for the first time last year, I'm watching Richmond games going, oh, one-on-one, Dylan looks a bit vulnerable. And that may have been on the back of injury and lack of preparation, but... When we talk about the great Richmond sides, this is different. This is why it's such an interesting watch this year. See, I think I think Cumberland can be a real player, and he's he works very hard in front of the ball. We know Gibkiss was lightly raced, and but but actually came through. So he's potentially going to be a player that can come through for them this year. But they're not at quite at the level that, no. that Brownie was suggesting. Um, obviously, Bolton can can be a real player. Uh, the other Thomas Dow looked looked all right in the preseason, mm. but these are the players that they're wanting to get through. Rioli had the the year of his life he last year um, as a, as a halfback, so he's going to con- continue to get better. Morris Rioli Jr. is going to do some damage up forward uh, at ground level, and yeah, they're the players that Sonsi. well Sonsi potentially, yeah, yep. and a Mansell who who are probably the the players going to come in and play that Lambert role that have got the ability to get up and back, but. Whether they come, if they can come to hand real, real quickly, well, then we'll see the best of the experienced players of Richmond because they'll be playing in a more efficient structure. Can they, can they be Geelong's De Conning, uh, Stengel, Zach Guthrie? These are the players that Chris Scott said, you know, this time last year, he said, I wish I could have sat here and gone, yeah, we're mm. going to win a flag because yeah. these blokes will develop. Yeah. And is there somebody that's going to step up like uh, um, Atkins did? Yes. Last year. Yeah. Like, is there somebody there that is just waiting for the opportunity to spend a bit more time in the midfield? And then we're going to be all be saying the same thing as we said about Atkins is, God, this bike's a lot better than we thought he was. That's, good. That's a good not discussion. Not getting around. Like <laughs> yeah, well, there is. There's one in Carlton as well. In his first year. 